You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. That's right, we're back. Daniel and I are here because we want to talk about a brand new show that's on Amazon Prime uh, from a creator of other shows that we've watched on this on this program. We're going to talk about Invincible, which is created by Robert Kirkman. Isn't that right, Daniel? Yes, it is. Uh, what other shows have we watched that has been created by him? Oh, uh, so yeah, I was uh, just to name the big one, uh, The Walking Dead, and then Fear the Walking Dead, because I think he produced it. Right, and then we, we watched for a little bit, we watched Outcast. That's true. You remember that? That was a good one, too. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, it was, was there two seasons to that? Was there only one season to that? I forget. I always forget two. I don't think we started the second season, but I believe there was two seasons. Yeah, I think there was two seasons, but yeah, we only watched the first season. Let me see. Uh, yep, there were two seasons. I wonder if we should probably try and go back and find that second season. Uh, either way, Kirkman, uh, I believe, wrote this, or he created this comic book in 2002, or at least created the character in 2002. Uh, it had a self-titled okay. regular series in 2003. Um, I think we got to, let's see, up to, I don't know, the Wikipedia page says 126 maybe? Probably a little bit further than that in, in, in issues. But have you ever read any of the comic books? I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not doing myself any justice or doing our show any justice because I do have the first volume, which has uh, issues one through five on there. And I haven't read it. I got it for myself as a Christmas present, but I still haven't read it. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I, I I planned on buying the, the trade for the first uh, couple story arcs, but I have not done that yet. Uh, so I have I have not read any of the uh, Invincible books. So that's, uh, I think is going to benefit me, even though I've, I, from what I've heard, they've stuck pretty close to the comic books in, in what they're doing. Uh, I, I will try and go and read them or buy them and then read them after the first season just to see what it is that I could be missing. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard the same thing that it's pretty true to the comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I think this is a it's a it, it it's a it looks a lot like what you see in the comic books. Like uh the style wise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the artwork is very uh similar <laughs> from the pages I flipped through, you know. Who is the artist from the from the his creation? I mean Robert Kirkman's the the writer. Does do, do they have someone con, attrib, uh, attributed as the artist? Is it Ryan Otley? 
I believe it's Ryan Notley, yeah, because yeah. it says it's created by Corey Walker as well. Okay, there you go. Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker, thank you. Yep. Uh, what was your understanding of the character before going into the show? Um, just from the preview alone, um, just going in that, you know, he is the son of, you know, the greatest superhero alive, Omni-Man, and uh, pretty much Omni-Man, you know, teaching him, training him how to be a superhero, and that's pretty much all I got. So I uh, just want to say I was surprised with what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so you know that uh, we're going to be spoiling the first three episodes of the show that have hit uh, Amazon Prime, and if you don't want, if you don't haven't watched it yet and don't want to know anymore, you should go watch that and come back. Also. Uh, like we neither one of us has read anything of the comic books, but we know a couple things, so we might we might spoil some of that in the comic books. Doesn't necessarily mean it, it's something that's going to happen in the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, I knew beforehand that even though he's the son of Omni Man, he's the half son of Omni Man, uh, which is obviously a Superman uh, counterpart, so to speak. Uh, but in this version, he's evil. He is very much sent to Earth to conquer. Uh, he just got distracted by falling in love. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> as he has a half human, half uh, what's the rate name of their race? It is Viltrumite. Viltrumite. Uh, Viltrumite. Yeah, I guess, maybe <laughs> Mark Grayson son of oh what's omni man's nolan nolan grayson and deborah grayson discovers he has powers you know while in high school and he has all the powers he has well i don't know about all the powers but he definitely has super strength and flight uh and speed so and super speed yeah and super speed and this is uh you know this is the coming of age time this is him showing up and having to deal with girls in high school and then now getting superpowers uh what did you enjoy about the first episode um i just like that you know it had um obviously a lot of the cast from you know the walking dead uh voicing for some of the characters so i really enjoyed that definitely enjoyed uh definitely enjoyed a lot of um you know, a lot of uh, just the light humor that I had, you know, um, basically the light humor. I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of funny, kind of witty the way it was until the very end of the first episode. And then I want to say I really loved the way the first episode is ending just because I was not expecting it at all. Yeah. So let's talk about the ending of that first episode. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, you see uh, two bad guys that that are attacking the White House. And as they are attacking the White House, a, a basically a counterpart to the Justice League show up. I think they're called the Globe, the Global Guardians, or the Guardians of the Globe. Global, yeah, Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, uh, you have a Superman in the character of uh, Immortal, I believe is his name. Um, then you had a Wonder Woman character, a Martian Manhunter character, a Flash character, a Batman character named Darkwing, which I thought was hilarious, uh, a Aquaman character, <laughs> and a 
kind of Green Lantern character. Like, I think all I really felt like she did was like go intangible. Uh, but she was green and she got her powers from a gem. Um, so, yep. so they're handling these two guys for the most part. Uh, but that's when Omni Man shows up and helps finish off the, the, the bad guys and you think everything's hunky dory but once you get to the end of the episode <laughs> he just oh, walks man. right into their watchtower and kills them he like he i mean he has a hard time at it uh their flash character red rush definitely does the most damage uh in my opinion but as he is at super speed punching omni man's chest omni man just squishes his head that was disgusting. Uh, the death of Darkwing was disgusting. The death of uh, their uh, Wonder Woman character. Man. Just a sna- uh, neck snap. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I'm sorry. It's, so it's uh, Darkwing, War Woman, Red Rush, Aquarius, Martian Man. Green Ghost. Green Ghost. Yeah. And The Immortal, which it was just i mean it was it was a good thing it was a, it was a good interesting watch like this is this is why people fear superman <laughs> yeah um just that, that was brutal um i knew this show was already going to be bloody like in you know robert kirkman fashion but holy just wow <laughs> i definitely felt like this this was uh you know this is his way of like turning the comic book tropes on their side, uh, much like he's done with his other writing. Uh, okay. Which, what was it that that you enjoyed most about that first episode? Um. Again, just have to go with. The oh, did whole, I already ask um, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> What what was the what was your biggest surprise then watching this character? Um, you know, I love J.K. Simmons, and you know, J.K. Simmons has a warming voice, and any just about any show I've seen him voice for, uh, like you know, uh, like Legend of Korra, uh, you know, very strong, uh, you know, dad vibe, um, you know, always sense of truth, always fighting for justice. So uh, just for him to tear into. You know, uh, Darkwing, like he was a phone book, uh, you know, left me shocked and surprised. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this voice cast. So we have Sandra O oh as Debbie Grayson, uh, J.K. Simmons as Nolan Grayson, Omni-Man, Stephen Yoon as, as Mark Grayson, Invincible, Zazzy Beats as Amber Bennett, Walton Goggins as Cecil Stedman, Jillian Jacob- Jacobs, or Gillian Jacobs, sorry, as Eve or Adam Eve. Uh, Jason Manzukis is Rexplode. Greg Griffin is Monster Girl. Kevin just gotta Michael- say, I'm, sorry. I just want to say I'm glad Jason Manzukis is still getting work. I'm happy that he's a part of the show. <laughs> uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is Mauler One. Zachary Quinto is Robot. Uh, Andrew Rennells. Ran- 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 I, I, I never in- know how to say his name. As William Co- Clockwell. Ronalds. <laughs> Yeah, like this cast of people just goes on and on. Mae Whitman, Carrie Payton, Seth Rogen, Mark Hamill, 
Clancy Brown, Michael Dorn, uh, Ross McQuan, Jeffrey Donovan, Maharsha Ali, John Hamm, like Fred Tatascori. Like I know that's a, a prominent voice actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, lots of Transformer stuff and Overwatch stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, how do you feel about this cast, uh, especially someone who watches a lot of of uh, animated stuff? I'm actually okay with it, um, again, because I love a lot of these people from different projects. Uh, Mae Whitman, she was also in uh, Avatar, so I know she can pull off the voice acting. She's done other animated work as well. Uh, so I'm really happy with that. Um, obviously, uh, Seth Rogen has done some animated stuff. Kari Payton, big, big in the voice acting world. Um, Ross McQuand, uh, Marquand, you know, does you know impressions very good impressions at that and I mean, he was red skull has, so yeah, he very, did his impression of uh Hugh, hugo weaving is red skull so again really happy with with the cast um and also as um so when i went to kamehacon a couple of years ago um we did a interview with um kyle Aber. that was a email interview i actually got to, uh, to talk to him in person uh, chat with him a little bit uh side by side uh with them so i asked him about how he feels about big name celebrities uh you know voicing you know he's like well you know i that's my life you know i voice cartoons for for a living or animation uh he did say though that uh they, the studios are getting a lot better uh, especially like if you live in california it seems like uh, uh disney and like pixar and also some other studios that do animation um, they're actually hiring voice actors to actually coach the top name actors on how to deliver dialogue and that sort of thing. So there is improvement in that. So it makes me very happy too. And uh, Gray Griffin, like, I where do I know her name? For I know, I, did you talk to her before? I don't think so. Oh, sounded familiar, but um, she uh, Selena Kyle Catwoman in the Arkham games and also in the animated series. Oh, okay. That must be where I, I know it from. Okay. So yeah, this is like, it's a stack cast and that was, that was not even everybody to, to mention. There's plenty more people to mention in that, uh, in that cast. Um, Seth right, Rogen especially show- because we still have what? Five more episodes, <laughs> five more episodes. Yeah, you're right. Um, Seth Rogen being mentioned in there. He is also currently working on a live action version of this, of this property. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of one of the reasons why I guess he was signed on to to do the voice of Alan the Alien that we see in the second episode or third episode. No, second episode. Uh, basically, because uh, they were like, "Hey," or Robert Kirkman said, "Hey, come do this." So uh, <laughs> I, I'm interested in seeing how that will work out uh, as yeah. a live action. I mean, I was kind of thinking, I was like, I understand why they went, you know, animated, not live action, because all the <laughs> action sequences and, you know, all the special effects having all those characters around. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a lot. Excuse me. A lot of money. <laughs> so the first episode's all about him, about our our protagonist, Mark Grayson, finding about his, finding out about his powers. He's, there's nothing really special about him before he gets his powers. Um, nothing really 
special about him after he gets he's his a wallflower. Powers. Yeah, he's definitely a wallflower. He he tried to stick up for uh, Amber Bennett when the Flash Thompson wannabe was kind of trying to hit on her. Uh, but that didn't work out for him. He got his ass kicked, and Amber saved him saved his bacon by kicking him in the kicking the dude in the balls. The <laughs> uh, second episode, you know, his dad is in uh, the hospital through most of it because he's recovering from his killing of the <laughs> Guardians of the Globe. Uh, they very much. Um, he 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 made it play off that he also got attacked in the watchtower or whatever it is that they they call uh, headquarters. But there is one, right. yeah. There's one quote unquote superhero that doesn't quite believe him. Uh, it's what do you, what would you call that the the character that Clancy Brown, Damian Darkblood? Who who would you say that he's most like? Is it is it Hellboy or is it Etrigan? I mean, he definitely looks like a Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, he's like a demon detective. So he's kind of Hellboy, Etrigan, and and Constantine all rolled into one. Uh, right, especially since he has that trench coat. <laughs> yeah, especially since he's got that trench coat. So he's putting things together and realizing that Omni-Man's story doesn't quite um, add up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, then their government liaison guy, Cecil Stedman, who voiced by Walton Goggins, which is awesome, but also himself has powers or at least has very cool tech. Um, he's he's starting to realize that, that Omni-Man's not telling him the truth either. Also, uh, I did like in the first episode where there's like a bunch of right. scenes where uh, Nolan, uh, Omni-Man like kind of loses his temper with uh Mark and it kind of makes me think that like he obviously loves Debbie uh Mark's mom but yeah. sometimes i wonder like does he actually love his own son or does that just like a oh man this happened but i i love this lady so i guess i have to stick around kind of thing I, I think it was more like how this happened or actually what if he does love his son? Obviously he's there for a purpose and he's like, if I trade my son the correct way, you know, I have some extra power to uh, help conquer the world. But he still loves them. Um, but obviously, you know, kind of stuck around too with the whole like, ah, crap, this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the story that he tells uh, Mark is that when people on Viltrumite, become of a certain age they're supposed to go out and help other worlds in the and the best way that they can because everybody on the planet has powers it's not like a superman thing where he just got the powers when he got to earth uh obviously we know there's something different it's going to be more i guessing when you become a certain age you go out and you try and conquer other planets uh well i mean why do you think that he decided to go in there and kill the guardians of the globe, uh, you know, at this point, like obviously he's been around them before. Why did, why didn't he kill them before? What, what made it happen now? Is it because his son has powers? 
it's probably because his son does have the powers, so he can train him. Um, obviously, so he doesn't get recruited by the global uh, global seven. So you know that kind of puts a stop to it. And mm. yeah, so he can train it on his own and unite. But obviously, don't have to unite anymore since they're all dead. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> so in the second episode, uh, uh, Invincible meets up with Teen Team, essentially the Teen Titans of this world. Uh, you have characters like Robot, Rexplode, Adam Eve, Duplicate. Uh, is there <laughs> one more? Uh, Maybe no, not. I think, no, I think it's just them. It was just them. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he kind of does well on the team and does maybe not so well. Is this... Yeah, this is when the the aliens attack that are from an, another planet that their timeline spit uh, goes faster, right? Right. Because it wasn't yeah, and then at the end of the episode is when Omni Man takes them on, or was that in the third episode? No, Omni Man takes them on at the end. At the end of the second episode. Yeah. Okay. Comes home all covered in blood and stuff. Yeah, with his hair longer because he's been gone on their planet for a long time and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. While he's in the hospital, he's, he's Mark tries to take it upon himself to learn more. Uh, and you know, it's not, it doesn't quite work out. He, he has a lot to learn. Um, but he, he figures out that the leader or at least one of the leaders or one of the members of team team, is a girl named Eve that actually he goes to high school with. Uh, he he finds it funny that he never realized that she was Eve, even though she uses her real name. Uh, but she explains it's like people just don't notice or whatever. Yeah, kind of blended, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, he wears at least wears a mask. It, it I would assume kind of helps in in disguising himself, but uh, yeah, probably best that uh you don't think about it <laughs> especially like with his friend so i want to ask about rex flow oh sorry but if, especially uh, with about his friend william like his his friend william's talking about omni man and how cute omni man is or how sexy omni man is and mark is like not cool with it because he knows that it's his dad but uh, William just he's like, oh, you're just uncomfortable with it because it's a it's a homosexual thing. Uh, how is it that you don't look at Mark's dad and be like, you look exactly like Omni Man, right? Doesn't change his uh, you know his hair or anything. Wears it the exact same way. Has that big old bushy mustache. Yep. And the and the then the gray streaks on the side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what were you gonna say about Rexplode? I was just going to ask about Rex Explode. Um, so is he pretty much kind of like a Jubilee and kind of like a Gambit mixture since, uh, you know, he was throwing coins and, you know, they exploded? Yeah. I mean, obviously, my first uh, thought was that he he was a, a Gambit type character. Um, I guess Jubilee. Yeah, you could definitely throw Jubilee in there because he, he, he can manipulate the explosion to the point where it's like a, a firework as we firework. saw. Yeah, we saw at the end of that, that episode when he's throwing it in the air. Uh, I mean, Jason Manzoukas 
plays the character up pretty well, especially the part when <laughs> I think in the third episode when they're trying they're joining the the Guardians of the of the Globe and he has to go up against Monster Girl. Uh like that was pretty hilarious. He's like getting dragged around and bloodied and still quipping and, and, and being a smart ass and stuff. So uh it was a it was a good watch. Was. What'd you think of what'd you think of those tryouts? Uh, uh, at the end of it when it's like duplicate, rexplode, and uh Adam Eve all make it on the team, I was like, Well, that's not fair. That's like just the team <laughs> team. Right. Robot was like, Hey, you know, you worked with me, so come on in. Yeah. I'll take you in. Uh Doc was it Doc Samson or Black Samson? That's what it was called. Black Samson. That, that's Carrie Payton. Um he at one point had powers, lost his powers, and now uses a uh, exosuit or a power suit like Iron Man to replicate powers. He's obviously the one that's not part of the other group. Uh, him and Monster Girl was was a Monster Girl that made it in. No, it yeah, was Monster Girl made it in. Monster Girl, and then what was the other uh, character? The other lady. Um, oh, the oh, one that shrank down that, like the uh, atom. Shrink? Yeah. Ooh, uh, her name. Man, that is actually a good question. I can't think. I feel like her. they didn't spend enough time with with telling us names, but she was like, "Yeah, whenever you guys get your stuff together, uh, come find me. I'll I'll go ahead and 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 join the team then." Yeah. Was that which? May, uh, was that Mae Whitman's character? Was that Connie? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not great with voices. <laughs> I don't know if it was her, though, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. It's not giving us the, not giving us the character name. I'm on IMDb and I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Let me see on the Guardians of the Galaxy, or Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Globe <laughs> uh, thing. Duplicate. I know what your mind's on. Shrinking Ray? That must have been her name. I think you're right. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Sounds like it makes sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that she took down that, uh, gorilla guy, uh, yeah. getting into his ear and messing with his equilibrium to the point where he just hit himself in the end and then, puked. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, actually gray Griffin as shrinking Ray. Oh, okay. There you go. So she does I go on my phone to find the names, multiple voices. <laughs> Yeah. She does Monster Girl and Shrinking Ray. Interesting. Shows off her range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there any other particular characters, like comic book characters that you like that you would love to see Robert Kirkman make a parody of in this? Or a counterpart? I mean, they already to? did Batman, and uh, we know what happens to Batman. So, <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> that's that, done. That was brutal. That was so brutal. Yeah, say the least. Um, I guess like a, a pretty cool one to take a spin. Well, I don't know. I guess uh, Marvel kind of already did it. I was going to say uh, Deathstroke and they have Deadpool. So I guess you can't really spin that anymore. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Kirkman found a way. I mean, it's a, it's like 160 <laughs> issues. I don't know. 144 issues, maybe. So he probably did it. <laughs> he probably did it. I don't know, maybe like a Cyclops or like a Wolverine character would be pretty cool. Or like mm-hmm. a Nightcrawler. 
Ooh, a Nightcrawler. I'd like to see that. Uh, we saw Omni-Man give the funeral speech for the Guardians of the Globe. Um, I don't necessarily know if they're all dead. Because when that te- when Cecil's team came in and like grabbed a few of their dead bodies, it very much seemed <laughs> like he was able to... He was like, oh, it's okay. We can bring them back. I was like, really? I mean... <laughs> I know we have the, the technology. One, I know the one dude's name was the Immortal, uh, so I, maybe he'll be he'd be able to live through something like that. But like he had his head chopped off. Yeah, maybe that's the only way he can't come back. Is like his head needs to be attached or something, and that's why he's like chop. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a possibility. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know how you can bring. Obviously, you can't bring the Batman parody uh, Bl- uh, Blackwing. You can't bring him back after that. <laughs> no, no, Darkwing does not does not come back after Darkwing, that. Sorry, his, his, he was putty after the end of that. Like <laughs> that was, yeah, that was that was disgusting. How long do you think it is until <laughs> until Invincible finds out about his father? Him being a villain? Yeah. I think he's going to have a speech with him at the end of the season. Be like, hey, son, so uh, either you're with me or you're against me. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first season. I was wondering if that's like part of the plan. That Maybe that's why he killed the, the Guardians of the Globe, because he knew that when they have to, when they go to make the new team, like his son would, would maybe be on the team. Now, uh, Mark didn't actually take up a position on the team. He kind of came in as a consultant, I guess, so, so to speak. Uh but yeah, um, I don't I I don't know if that's like he was trying to put his son in mm-hmm. a prominent place in the superhero world. I mean, he could be doing him a favor by doing that as well, because he's like, hey, you know, I just want to be like you. He's like, what? You want to be popular? You want to be cool? You want to have all, you know, kids, you know, drawing you on your notebook kind of thing. So maybe yeah. he did doing that sort of favor. Maybe. And then he was, you know, that it puts him or it puts in a new team of people that would probably like look to him as a a leader or even Omni-Man as a leader when if, if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to take over by himself or if like other Viltrumites will come in and, and try to invade kind of like the way that those bug looking aliens invaded. Cause that was a nice line when he made it, when Omni-Man made it back to his, their home planet. And he's like, you don't get to invade earth. I do like kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's a question though. So if, you know, Omni man is obviously evil, why isn't he teaming up with any of the supervillains are already on earth? That's a good question. I would assume just because he does, he finds them all beneath him. Like he doesn't need anybody <laughs> else to team up with. Uh, I wonder if there's the uh, Lex Luthor in this world, if there's a, uh, 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 I don't know who else would would be a villain to a Bizarro or uh, uh, a Doctor Doom, so to speak. I could see a Doctor Doom being in that you know that universe. Yeah. Do you? Oh, this does take this takes place in the same universe as Savage Dragon. I wonder if other Image Comics characters are in this universe. I mean, I, I obviously I don't think Spawn is. No, probably not. But 
Could be right. I didn't know that uh, it was in the same Savage Dragon universe. Well, it says that Invincible first appeared in a preview as part of Savage Dragon 102 before graduating to his own self-titled regular series in 2003. So maybe it was just like pages in Savage Dragon. Like they're like, hey, here's a new thing that's going to be coming out. Not so much his character showed up in that in that book or anything. Okay. I see. So uh, what do you, how do you feel about um, us having a Gamby, Mark Hamill? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, basically, Mark Hamill is the Gamby of this universe since, you know, he's making all the, all the costumes, the suits. Oh, was he, was that Mark Hamill? Yeah. I did not recognize his voice. Yeah, I did not recognize his voice. Uh, I mean, that's cool. That's a great, that's a great role for him. Uh, I mean, obviously, I won't get to hear the the Joker laugh, <laughs> but uh, it's still a good role for him. I'm glad. I'm glad that he's in there. You think that Art knows what's going on with Omni Man? I don't. Or do you think he just he's a superhero? I okay. think. He... <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I think he's just a superhero, and uh, or he. Uh, Art just thinks he's a superhero, and he thinks he's one of the best superheroes. Like everybody else does so uh no no reason to uh suspect anything else gotcha what do you what do you hope for the rest of the season uh we've been seeing lots and lots of gore so i'm hoping uh the show still keeps on being gory (laughs) i mean it's it's a it's definitely a weird juxtaposition when you're, you're watching something that's animated like this, right? Uh, I right. Know that, I know there are other adult uh, animation out there that gets gory or bloody or what have you, but it, this is definitely looks like stuff that you would watch from uh, like Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, but you would never see something this brutal in there. So it is. Uh, it's interesting to watch. Now, who do you prefer? Are young Mark with Adam Eve or uh, Amber Bennett at this point? Um, at this point, I would say just because it, you know it's a whole superhero thing. I would obviously say I would rather have him be with Eve. What and you? I mean, I think I think we're eventually going to get there. Uh, so just being with Amber at this moment is it works for me. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to say? Um, I just uh, hope that they make obviously more, you know, other uh, comic book references and stuff and bring in other, uh, you know, characters that are clear parodies that we all know because <laughs> I, I was loving it. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to, to point them out and, and think about them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you have an opinion on this show or feel like we missed on talking about something, please reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Daniel, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Go to Patreon for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. Patreon.com slash Media. And whatever podcast you, whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It is 
the best way to help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.